It's February, Larry. Do you know what that means? Valentine's Day or whatever? No, it's a new taco of the month from Ricochet Tacos. Oh, yeah, I heard that. It's called the... Do you know what that's a reference to? Of course, Larry. That's the Beastie Boys song, Alibaba and the 40 Thieves. No, it ain't. That's the Beastie Boys song, Rhyming and Stealing. I think more people know it my way. I don't care. Alibaba and the 40 Thieves. Alibaba and the 40 Thieves. Yeah, sure. That's not what it's <laughs> called, though. Okay, so what is this taco? It's actually completely vegetarian. It's got a sour cream and onion dusted falafel, cauliflower, cucumber and tomato salsa, tzatziki, harissa vinaigrette, queso fresco, scallions, and it's wrapped up in grilled naan. Scallions again? Yes, scallions again. Stop that. This taco is available now through the end of February at both the Crown Point and Valpo Ricochet locations. This is Tasty 219, powered by Local 219, the Northwest Indiana Food Podcast. Everything you hear on this podcast is just our opinions. We are just two guys talking about food. Enjoy the show. All right. Hello, everybody. This is Tasty 219. I guess this isn't season five because season five just ended. No, this is a special bonus episode. And I feel super special that we have someone from Indianapolis that likes our pictures, likes our stories. And uh, today we have uh, the folks from Indiana Grown. Um, you can find them on the web at indianagrown.org. And it's dot .gov, I believe. No, it's indianagrown.org. Oh, well, you're better than me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, they have on their Facebook banner page, Grown, Raised, Produced, or Processed in Indiana. So we are welcoming Caroline Patrick, the program director. How are you, Caroline? Good, thanks. How are you? Real good. How's the weather down in Indy? Uh, sunny but cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, granted, it's only like, what, two and a half hours or so south of here. It's still generally a little bit warmer. Not much, but it's. I think it's, it's like warm. 24 degrees today, so. Oh, I think, <laughs> it's, not only, I think it's only like 13 here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, we, and we have the marketing and communications manager, Brandon Caldwell, with us. Hello. And now you're the one that likes all the posts and shares everything and, and that type of thing for the social media aspect of it? Generally, yes. If it's on Instagram, uh, Past midnight, that would be the program director. <laughs> <laughs> My insomnia kicks in, so I start uh, uh, liking and sharing things. I think we got hooked up via Instagram through How Farms. I want to say, I'm not totally oh, positive sure. if that's true, but I think because we're we're really good friends with Steve and all that, and I think he might have shared something once, and then uh, that chained into this. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's kind of accurate, at least. Sure, I got to meet Steve a couple weeks ago. He uh, was kind enough to host me and uh, tour his farm with me. Well, he is a uh, he's a great friend of ours. He's very, 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 very kind. He's funny. He's he's the best. I love Steve. And uh, earlier, 
on in our podcast when we first started, Larry, we became uh, enamored by those restaurants and tasty things that use local farmers to supply their products. Yes. That's how we got on to Steve Howe. And uh, we've, we've met a lot of people who do a lot of collabs with different farmers and, and that type of thing up in the 219 area code. You guys do that on the statewide level. We kind of focus that on the 219. So it's such a pleasure to have you. And like I said, Larry was the one who said, these people like all of our stuff and uh, <laughs> we have to get them on. <laughs> so thank sure. you, for Larry, for setting this up. Sure, just a matter of sending some emails back and forth. The internet's pretty amazing, <laughs> make things pretty easy. So tell us about what is Indiana Grown and how long have you been involved with it? Sure, Indiana Grown is our statewide marketing initiative housed within the Indiana State Department of Agriculture. So both Brandon and I work for the um, Department of Ag um, here in Indianapolis. We The program started in 2015, so we'll be eight years old this year. And what it is, you, you mentioned it, right? It's um, connecting uh, consumers with products that are grown, raised, processed, or packaged within the state. That's awesome. That is very cool. That's very interesting. I like that. And what is the overall purpose and goal of your group? A couple of things. I think, you know, to elevate the conversation around um, Indiana agriculture, making sure that consumers understand um, why it's important to um, source locally and or know where your food comes from, know who your farmers are, how your food is grown, um, and make that connection. It's it's really, you know, more than just going to a, a big box grocery store and picking up uh, whatever you need and, and then just checking out, right? I think it's, it's that whole from from the how it's raised, how it's processed, um, to you know, to your guys's focus to to the table that's presented on, right? How can that? How can we help support those farmers and farm families to make that connection to consumers? Absolutely, I love every single thing about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's right up our alley here at Tasty Two One Nine. Uh, we learned a little bit about that with honey and how. Local honey is a health advantage to especially people with allergies, I hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I, I, local honey typically um, really helps people with allergies because it has um, antihistamines. So really, if it's, it's beneficial for you um, to source honey locally to where you live, so that way, you know, that the whole pollination of the bees, the flowers, and the honey can help your immune system um, combat allergies. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Um, I think we learned that at the Manic Meadery episode with the the bee lady who taught us, you know, they do a collab with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember? Kind of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we also have other people that do collabs. Uh, our friends at Steam Whistle Coffee do a collab with Off Square Brewing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Desserts by Juliet, they use local farmers' blueberries and that type of thing in their pastries. So uh, I can't think of anyone right off the bat. Those no, are the ones that come a, to there's mind. There's a lot of establishments around because we cover what a square mileage wise. What would you say that is? Oh boy, about 20, 30, <laughs> 40? I don't know. It's five counties. But, so uh, a lot of those counties are really good about having establishments mm-hmm. that source things local from people who produce things in their town, and I love that. Yeah, absolutely. We have, I think we have 125 Indiana Grown members within the uh, 219 area code. Oh, really? Wow. wow. 
Mm-hmm. That's very cool. That's awesome. And do you guys visit up here? To well, you just said you were with Steve Howe. Yeah, I was with Steve. I think last week, the week before. I apologize, I don't remember the date. Um, we try our members are very gracious and um, invite us all around the state uh, to come and do farm tours or to uh, learn more about their businesses and help uh, provide resources or just you know try in general to understand exactly the depth and breadth of what they do and how we can make an impact for them. Very cool. Well, that's awesome. Um, we actually had a farmer contact us, and maybe this is something you're up your alley that you could help us with. Um, they contacted us, and they do pasture-raised chickens, and they want to get in connection with a local restaurant who might use their product. So I don't know if, if, sure. if that's something that you would know of a restaurant that would be interested in a locally raised chicken product? Yeah, I think what's really helpful of the Indiana Grown program is that our members have access to a handful of, um, I guess, initiatives within the program that helps connect them together, right? So we have a, a private member Facebook page that they can go and post, hey, I have, you know, X amount of chickens that I need to push or, you know, this this apple's really popular. Would you like to, would anybody like to buy them? And so it's kind of that Indiana connection uh, amongst Indiana grown members to be able to have that. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can send them my contact information. I'll be more than happy to help connect them with Indiana grown members who'd be interested in any kind of chickens for for their restaurant menus. We do have a you know a wide range of restaurants within um, the two one nine uh, area code that might be interested. Awesome. Now you you brought up being a member uh, for those of our uh, listening audience that aren't members and are interested in that. How does one become a member? You can go to indianacrone.org, and there's a big yellow tab, and it says become a member. It's 100% free. You just fill out the profile page, and then we will review it and make sure it fits the criteria of being packaged, grown, raised, processed in Indiana. Awesome. That's very cool. I like that. Yeah, and how many members did you say that you have in our area code? In your area code, 125 members. We have uh, members in every county in the state, and we're a little over 1,800 members right now. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I see. That's incredible. Awesome. So one of the things that I like to do since I followed your your page, and, uh, and for those of our listeners, they know that um, I do Facebook and Larry does Instagram, so we don't always see the same things. But one of my favorite things to do in the morning is check out your Facebook page. Some of the scenery pictures from the farms, they just set the tone for your whole day. So I would encourage everyone to go like your Facebook page uh, enjoyed those pictures. I like the um, spotlights on the local farms, that type of thing. It's just a wonderful way to s- start my day with, I, with a cup of coffee and I'm scrolling through that page. And it just gives, oh, I love hearing that. Thank you so much. It just gives me that uh, feel good feeling to start my day. Cool. That's You'll see Steve in that uh, on our Facebook page in a couple of weeks. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think this question is going to go to Brandon. In what ways do you carry out your goals? And specifically, I'm talking about social media, because as we all know, and we talk about this with a lot of our new restaurants that we go to, your social media presence is one of the most important things these days. It's 
it's almost taken the place of advertising in newspapers and that type of thing. So it absolutely has. Yeah, that's very true. And you guys do a super good job of your social media. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so basically um, it's all thanks to the team. So we have uh, the program director visiting members. It helps out actually knowing um, the setup, like cool photos with goats or alpacas or shrimp farms, anywhere that I haven't been. Um, she relays that information to me. And then also we have our operations specialist, Angela, who somehow finds information about everything. And they <laughs> it's a continuous pool of information to me. And then I basically just schedule the post. And while I'm scheduling posts, I keep looking, making sure um, members are giving photos that uh, really highlight them and then email them or follow up if we need more pictures about maybe the owners or their story details, anything like that. So what was the answer today is how many goats are in the picture do you see? <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's six. There's six goats and then one uh, livestock alpaca okay. that um, is in that picture. So it's a little curveball. Yeah, I, I saw that someone had said that there it was a trick question. So yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So you already touched on this, but I'm going to uh, maybe we can expound on it. Your email ends in .gov. So we realize that you're an extension of the Indiana state government and more specifically the State Department of Agriculture. So what other things do you guys do than Indiana Grown? So that is, so Indiana Grown, that's the program, right? So it's it's supporting our, our farmers, farm families. And so we are just a, I guess, a sub department within the state ag. Um, the other aspects of the department are FFA, there's a policy team, um, there's a hardwood uh, team that takes care of, uh, you know, Indiana is a really big producer of, of hardwoods throughout the state and it's a, a big uh, business for us. So they help support that aspect of agriculture. Um, and then we also have an international economic development director that um, sits and, and makes sure that we have some support um, throughout the, the world raising awareness of agriculture within Indiana. Um, there's a handful of other different uh, departments, grain buyers, and some other um, departments that help support and make up the whole structure of the Department of Agriculture. So now in this part of the state, we have the Port of Indiana. Are you involved with programs up there to facilitate moving grain out of Indiana or... Uh, not that I'm aware of. I think uh, they license um, grain operations for um, feed and seed uh, within the State Department of Ag. Um, that's something I can follow up and have that team reach out to you if you're interested in learning more about that. I was just curious. Um, and what do we uh, mainly export out of Indiana? Corn, oh, soybeans? Uh, corn, soybean. You know, Indiana is... A big, it's the 10th largest farming state in the nation. Um, we have almost 56,000 farms and farm families within the state. Um, we're number one in duck production in the country. Uh, we are huh. number two in popcorn production, eggs, and uh, processed tomatoes. Um, we're number three in spearmint, um, mint, um, and cover crops, which is pretty interesting. Um, and I think Indiana is the uh, the eighth largest uh, exporting state in the country as well. Um, so a lot of great things come out of Indiana besides just corn and soybeans. <laughs> I never knew we were number three for mint. That is 
actually kind of wild to think about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's to our county to the southeast, Stark County, I think is very heavily in, into that. Um, yeah. If you go there at Father's Day, you can smell that in the fields. You mm -hmm. brought up eggs. <laughs> How is the avian flu affecting Indiana egg production? I, I, that was a nice topic when I was in um, uh, participating in a roundtable with the Northwestern Food Council uh, oh, group sure. a couple of weeks ago, uh, talking about egg production and, and the amount of uh, dollars that their producers are able to charge eggs for up in your area is uh, about $3 more than Southern Indiana is able to get for their egg production. Um, wow. But it sounds like things are rebounding. Uh, organizations are able to, um, you know, uh, getting that avian flu under control. And it sounds like hopefully, you know, fingers crossed in the next couple of weeks, uh, we'll start to see prices drop as uh, demand continues to, uh, or supply continues to increase. That would be, uh, that'd be pretty cool for most people. And now I just read a story earlier this week about um, another a detriment to that was that the chickens just aren't laying the eggs like they used to, and they think there's a correspondence to the chicken feed. Have you heard anything about that? I haven't, no. Uh -uh. Okay. All right. Um, in the past, what have been some of the highlights of your program? And have you had any uh, ventures that really didn't succeed or take off? Um, in the past, we've had every year we have the Indiana Grown store at the State Fair. Nice. Um, we have a monumental marketplace downtown Indy. And we've launched the website and shop Indiana Grown website where uh, members could put some stuff for their stores on the website and people could order straight from there. And then um, I think all the, all of those things are something we can approve upon. We've met with members who want us to host something in the south, something in the north. Southwest Indiana um, has raised some complaints to us about possibly being <laughs> neglected or just not being shown up. So uh, we're trying to make our efforts more known there. And then we also have a commission that we just appointed. And we had our first commission meeting where members who are farmers themselves or store operators have raised some concerns or have insights to their daily operations that maybe we don't see because we're not physically on the farm slash owning the farm. So yeah. um, just basically taking all comments, concerns, thoughts, and improving them on our massive whiteboard behind us. I know <laughs> the podcast can't see, but <laughs> we get, we get all those goals of ours. Yeah. yeah, That's awesome. That's the best way to brainstorm. The, uh, the market you mentioned, is that at city market downtown? Or is it somewhere else? It's a it's a one day pop up event that we host on Monumental oh, okay. Circle um, as like a pop up market event. Um, this year we're actually based on that feedback we've received, making some changes to the event. So um, we're moving into the state fairgrounds and we're hosting on a Saturday with the hopes that we'll have some more traffic and uh, being able to have a, a larger space for more members to to showcase their products. That's very cool. That is we very should go to cool. that. That sounds fun. 
Now, you talk about the Southwest feeling slighted. Uh, I feel like the people up here in Northwest Indiana always feel like that with anything to do with the state of Indiana. Uh, I think a majority of our population thinks that J.B. Pritzker is their governor. <laughs> being, being in the Chicago... True. There are so many people in Northwest Indiana who always have so much to say about J.B. Pritzker, and I'm like, why? why? This doesn't apply what? to your life at all. Why do you care? But it's the Chicago market. It's yeah, the Chicago it's, market. It's not Illinois. <laughs> We're still Indiana. Right. <laughs> so we just completed yeah, and our, the- our goal for the program is to make sure that whatever we implement is statewide, right? So we're we're making sure that any initiative or any new uh, thing that we roll out can be adopted or, you know, uh, loved by everyone throughout the state. Sure. Yeah, and the Indiana Grown Program specifically, um, there was a stretch during COVID that um, there's a lot of turnover, new faces, um, people just trying to find out how to get through COVID, you know, and basically um, now going forward where we have a new program director, new social media marketing, um, we just want to make sure everything is statewide. And also with that, though, we all live around downtown to, you know, Greenwood. So we really need members to send us stuff. If they want us to come uh, venture their farm, they can. We have a Wish TV sign up that they could go on and promote their stuff. If they have pop-up markets, any um, farmer's markets, any fun event, like, I don't know, you can go horseback riding, send it our <laughs> way. We will promote it. We just, we don't have that outlet because we're not there. Yeah, you guys right have done a really excellent job of that. You guys are like in the center of the state in the torso of the body and you got all corners of the state pulling at you. <laughs> and it just yeah. depends and who like, pulls harder, right? <laughs> exactly. We we have some stuff like the um, agriculture round conferences, round table conferences that we do where we try to make sure a lot of the ISDA goes so we can hear from these parts of the state. And anytime we go somewhere fun, like a member like Wix Pie, almost the whole ISDA staff went to that. So <laughs> anytime, let us know anything, please. Oh, sure. And and likewise, if you're up in the area, we'd love to meet you. So we just completed the first month of 2023. What are you guys looking forward to the remainder of the year and beyond? Good question. I think we are hosting our Indiana Grown Symposium in April. So that is new for us, a new uh, adventure, trying to bring some networking of Indiana Grown members, um, a trade show component, as well as um, some educational uh, material to the to the membership to add value to their businesses, learning how to grow and learning how to promote their businesses is going to be a big focus of that event. Um, it's uh, down, it's in Danville, so not Marion County. Um, uh, and then, you know, our marketplace in June is going to be moving, like I mentioned, and that's going to be a, a new event that we're excited to host. Of course, our state fair store um, that is about three and a half weeks long that we um, are able to showcase our members' products and be able to sell. Um, and then lastly, I think the new, uh, I guess the second to last thing is our um, holiday box that we'll be adding to this year's um, program. So uh, a curated box of Indiana grown products that can then be shipped. Hopefully our, our goal is to get it across the country to every state um, that um, you can send as holiday gifts. Um, and then, uh, like I mentioned, the focus is a statewide um, 
program. So trying to, we're going to be implementing a um, retailer of the year program. So uh, an award system for our retailers who uh, bring those Indiana grown products to consumers through grocery stores or through um, co-ops or different outlets that we'll be um, showcasing them this year. That's awesome. That is very cool. I really like that. Do you have any follow-ups or anything, Larry? Uh, no, your list of stuff was super thorough. In general, like, <laughs> you are the guy who has the list, and I'm the guy who kind of just like goes with it. So that's I mean, so kind of so classic. This is the part of the show where we turn it over to each of you, and you can uh, bring up anything that we didn't bring up or anything you'd like to share or... Um, we have a airport store ribbon cutting soon with the lieutenant okay. governor for the farmer's market featuring Indiana ground. So if you are flying in or out of the airport, stop by and buy some members products or try some of the food with some members products on it. That's awesome. And then uh, we have a monthly newsletter that I do, and it takes a lot of time. So, you know, that'd be great <laughs> if you signed up and checked it out. And then uh, email me anything at all promotional or if people are interested in signing up, anything like that. And you sign up for the the letter on your website? I, I believe so, yes. Okay. Cool. And Caroline? Um, I think for me, I, I just really appreciate the conversation. I appreciate what you do with promoting uh, locally sourced foods and, and restaurants throughout the 219 area code. Um, I'm excited to invite you to a farm tour maybe the next time I'm up. Uh, we'll let's oh meet you in gosh, person so and be able fun. to, to share uh, uh, Indiana Grow members' operation or business with you. We Very would cool. absolutely love that. So this has been a special episode of Tasty 219 featuring Indiana Grown, and we appreciate both Caroline and Brandon for joining us today. We appreciate all the likes and everything you do on our uh, website and socials, and I know Larry is tickled pink to meet you guys both. He's been talking about you. <laughs> nonstop for about two weeks and says we got to get them on our show that, so that, that is true that did happen <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you yeah thank you so much we're so, honored so happy new year to you and if you stay on uh we're gonna stop recording but i want to talk to you still can we do that sure we Perfect. can all right y'all take it easy